And good morning, Hoosier fans, and welcome to an exciting, victorious, a relieving edition of the Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Minnesota. Your Hoosiers go on to win this one on the road. A Big Ten on the road win, guys. Big Ten on the one, on the road win. Let's go. Uh, Hoosiers win 68-56. to 56. They improve on the season as a 17-9 to record and uh, just a game shy of 500 in the Big Ten, which is great in such a tough Big Ten to start heading closer and get over that 500 mark uh, for the game. Um, ups and downs to start the game. Um, come out playing okay at the, at the very first uh, onset, uh, we, we see that uh, it's not going to be another good game for uh, Joey. Joey just does not have a good matchup to uh, play against Oturo. He's a really good player, great off the bounce and everything, and just, again, a little bit too much for Joey. Um, so Archie goes to the bench quickly, which is good. He, he noticed that and reacted to it this time first. Uh, trying things, um, and IU has a, a few struggles at the beginning, um, not doing what they should on the defensive side of the of the ball, allowing Minnesota to shoot very well. Um, Mike Schumann at uh, from the Daily Hoosier um, on Twitter uh, said, "If my math is right, Minnesota finished the game twelve of 50 from the field uh, after a 9 and 11 start. So they started the game with every possession nearly making a basket. I mean, 9 out of 11, 80, 90 some percent, obviously. 90, just a shy under 90 percent um, is ridiculous. Um, they were doing some things against us, obviously, in that, but we were also giving them some things uh, during that stretch with excuse me, with what we were uh, lacking from the defensive side, toughness and uh, movement and, and sticking with our guy, which led Indiana to be down by 10 at the most in the first half. And something then happened that hasn't happened much this season especially on the road when we when we get down by 10 on the road we've lost every time this season but this team decided to fight this time we got locked in on defense and on offense we finally did what we've been wanting to see IU do for a long time feed Trace Jackson Davis Feed him the ball. Let him touch it every single time down. And when we got it to him and he saw the ball every time down, he didn't score every time because it wasn't there for him every time. But when we looked for him each time down down the court, down the court good things happened. Um, we need to continue that kind of thing. Um, I think Trace also demanded it a little bit more than he normally does. Um we heard from coach that it was an emphasis, point of emphasis going into this game to get it to him more often. Um, he played 
again, I think Trace has those two little notches. He's got a little notch just above where he plays a little bit more physical. And uh, this game, he played that little bit more physical. He didn't quite have that in Michigan. Was it demanding the ball? Again, Michigan was game planning against him, obviously. But uh, he demanded the ball this time and made good choices with it. Um, great moves to the basket, um, which obviously kept IU in it in the first half and surged us back to, to close out the half being as close as we were um, by three points. To be down on the road, in the barn especially, where we've had troubles before, it's known to be a loud crowd, um, tough place to play. Students usually show up and are rowdy. Uh, you're going to have that at all Big Ten teams, but uh, it, it's always given us a hard time there at the barn. And the guys handled that pressure really well and took the crowd out of it. Um, I believe Eric Sur even said, they were talking in the in the pregame that the stadium looked a little bit emptier. There were a few empty seats and stuff. I mean, they've had their struggles this year, so I think their fan base isn't 100% behind them. I know as uh, Hoosier fans, we know what that looks like, and we've seen that in Assembly Hall plenty of times when things are down. You see the attendance drop. Um, and Eric even said in it was uh, Hoosiers can – put them out of this, uh, can control this crowd, then uh, things will go good. And I saw that. You definitely saw that during the game. There, there were times in the second half where we kind of let them come back or get close, and the crowd started to get back into it, and I got nervous at those times how we would respond, and if this here's the hole, we start to dig for ourselves again. But that didn't happen. We kept to our game plan. We kept feeding it down. Uh, and the guys played a good game. They, they played all around uh, within themselves. I've, I, I tweeted this. I, I commented about this during a simply call last night. A lot of our road games that we've had, uh, a lot of our wins, period, actually, some of them have come off of performances by people, things that don't see repeatable. Games where Devontae Green gets really hot from three. Uh, where the team overall hits hits a little bit more threes than we normally do, things like that that, while good and surge and win us those games, those aren't things that I felt at the time that are repeatable. Um, I.e. the Iowa game. When you see Demonte get hot like that, you know as an IU fan that while that's possible. The percentage of on that possibility-wise is not very high and not very repeatable. It's not something you want to hang your hat on as uh, this is how this team wins. This game was how this team can win. This feels like a very repeatable performance. This is something that this team can do. Even with Trace maybe not shooting as well, as he did in making as many uh, baskets, this is still repeatable because we're playing inside to him. Um, other games like this that we've had and uh, that could happen from this, other teams are going to start being a little bit more aggressive and doubling him. Minnesota didn't double him as much. Um, 
but I think a lot of that too was from action that we played. We allowed him to get ISO'd and they did dig down on him a little bit, but when he does get into those games where he gets doubled, he's very, he's getting good. I don't want to say very good, but he's getting good at passing out of those troubles. So that's just going to open it up for other people. And that's kind of what happened even in this game too. He, this is a team where it needs that one player to bear the load, whether that's scoring, whether that's attention, whether that's what it is. But this team needs one player each game to take the load. And when that happens, everybody else comes along and plays a decent game. Again, talking back to that Iowa game, that was Devontae Green shooting lights out. And then everyone came along. He carried the load on that one. This game was Trace Jackson Davis carrying the load. And everyone else had a decent game around him. No one had, no one else had necessarily anything um, uh, amazing. Although, I, I, again, I, maybe I wouldn't say anyone. I, I would say that race obviously is, is up there for uh, second best player in that game for IU. Uh, the minutes he gave, the hustle he gave. Uh, it was in front of, obviously, home crowd, so he was very energized for that. But, I mean, you just look at the plus-minus in this game. And uh, race was plus 21. <laughs> I don't think we've had a, a plus-minus that high this year on one player. Um, Justin Smith, the next, was 16. Uh, Trace was 10. Uh, Trace's plus minus obviously could have been a lot higher, but again, he played about every minute that we could physically get out of him. Um, so that's going to happen because he was in there during that rough play and rough patch. Um, but yeah, just good numbers to see overall for the team. Going into it, Arturo was uh, an amazing rebounding player. Led led in, in rebounding, really a, really a model kind of Big Ten big man. In Oturo, where he's tough, he's physical, he rebounds the ball, um, he's able to score at will in most games, and then has that second level where he can beat guys off the bounce. And that was a great recipe for Race. Race did amazing coming in against him, walled him up, um, fought for the rebounds. Race with uh, 10 rebounds. Uh, two offensive, eight defensive. Um, race is the only one that eclipses him at 16. Um, but very, very good play in, in, in that sense. And the, the, the assist to turnover ratio, 10 turnovers. Obviously, you want to try to stay around 10 or under 10. Not bad at all. Um, nothing, nothing crazy in that sense, but uh, 15 to 15 assists. So good assist to turnover ratio. Um, leading assist, Rob Fennessy was six. That's what you want to see. That's what needs to happen each game. Rob needs to lead that stat. Um, Rob had a good game. I think there were times, again, where uh, he, he got in there and uh, had some drives and some scores that looked good and were timely within the game. Um, he talked in the pregame interview on the radio that he... Don was kind of pushing him. That you haven't been shooting it as much kind of thing. And uh, Rob 
said the phrase that we all kind of know and, and, and said we love about him. And, and something you want to see out of a point guard is that he is a pass-first kind of point guard. He prides himself in being that kind of player. And um, I like that about him, but I like it to a degree. Because I think he is a player that can create for himself. He can find uh, a little bit more scoring for him. Um, there's times where I think he needs to look for that a little bit more. You want to, who was it that said, uh, I think it was Titus back at the Ohio State post game show. Um, he'd love to take some of the confidence. Just You want to mold Devontae Green and, and, and Rob Fennessy together. Take some of that confidence that uh, Devontae Green has and insert that a little bit more into Rob just to get him a little bit bolder uh, with, with scoring for himself. Uh, not too much because, again, a point guard, you want him to setting things up and, and, and uh, using his basketball IQ to really kind of create for the team. But, uh, yeah, he he had a good game. He, he, he played well within himself. Um, Al Durham, just the eye test. You don't, you don't really think he had anything too crazy of a game. Uh, but I think he played. He played well. He got good minutes in there for IU. Um, played played the kind of game that he can play. Um, Twenty two minutes. Let's see, let me see how many points he have. Allen. It was seven. Twenty two minutes. Two for six from the field. One for three from three. That couldn't should have been probably two for three from three. He he had one that ooh, was so close it rattled the back and back and forth two or three times and then go in. Um, but yeah, um, race. We talked about that. He had a great game. Duran coming off one of his best games. Um, did well when he went in there. Um, definitely had a tough, again, a tough matchup on a Toro, but uh, had the matchup of Trace and Race not been so good and created some very nice things I think you would have seen a lot more Duran in this game uh, but I do like that tandem of race and trace um, there's something something about the two of them playing together where um, I think race's toughness and fight for the ball uh, relieves some pressure on the defensive side and in the rebounding game uh, from trace it's bad to say, and, and in the sense of it, it allows Trace to kind of take some plays off, in, in, a, in a sense, not not saying Trace is taking plays off, but um, takes some pressure off of him. Um, he just always gets in the right position as well, is there fighting. Um, just a good tandem with those two, and um, happy that we finally found that. And uh, we've, we've seen glimpses, and this was the longest stretch we've seen it, um, hope race can continue this uh, this this could slightly be an outlier and I again I hope it isn't because this was at home this was basically a homecoming for him he had lots of people there he said in his post game interview he had 20 people on his list and then additional people that bought tickets uh, in in the game so uh, he definitely had a comfort level and a little bit extra step of energy knowing that he had people there watching and playing for him uh, that he, or that he could play for. That also could have been, I guess, could have been bad. It's good to see that he, he stepped up within those uh, circumstances because other guys could have uh, just kind of fought it too much and, and forced it too much 
when you're playing against people, uh, family and friends, wanting to show them a good game. Uh, but, but again, stepped up, played well, um, had some good moves offensively. Uh, it was 50%, three for, three for six, three for three on his free throws. That's fantastic. Again, that shows his shot. In college, he had a good shot. He had a decent outside shot. I don't, again, I can't look up his numbers right now, but um, he made some threes in college. And that could be something that he can develop and find again, uh, which would be quite a quite a uh, quite a thing to ha- to have. I mean, think about if if you can have Trace and Race in there together, and you have that physical presence of both of them, and if Race finds a three point shot, meaning on offense when he catches the ball, his man has to come out just so so much slightly more uh, to honor that shot that spreads another big guy away from Trace Jackson Davis underneath the space that would open up for Trace is fantastic so that's that's something to be excited to look forward to uh, I'm very excited for that tandem moving forward now hopefully we can continue that for the rest of the season in the off season these two guys stay healthy and they're going to be an amazing tandem to have for us, for us next year. Um, very excited for that. Uh, Drum Hunter came in, had 11 minutes, uh, didn't really do much, took one shot um, as far as at least scoring offensively, making those steps forward. But man, that block. Come on with that block, Jerome. Uh, Oturo, I believe it was. Uh, whoever was playing again uh, on him that time kind of lost him. Uh, or a tour made a good move and he had a clear lane to the basket and he goes up with it for a two-hand dunk and from the weak side coming off his man who was at the three-point line Jerome Hunter goes up against a guy that's bigger than him and says no sir that was just great that was good to see a lot of blocks um, in this game too Um, playing physical playing engaged that's great to see um let me see if i can find a stat here for blocks blocks in this game five blocks five blocks four steals that was good too Um, but but great blocks coming in there trace with two jerome hunter with his monster one uh, race with his one and then justin smith's justin smith again showing off that athleticism that was on a i believe a turnover uh, run out for Minnesota. Justin sprints back to his guy and and blocks it, pins it, pins it against the uh, the board. Um, great, great hustle play by him. And then steals, uh, trace with three, and uh, race with one. That what's that? What that shows is that not only that that guys were staying engaged and staying close to their man. But I believe what that stat tells me as well, too, is, is something I saw. You saw a lot of guys digging down on the big guys once they catched, on Arturo once he, he caught the ball. Um, guys would dig down and disrupt his moves. Uh, the other other big guys and everything, that's, that's something that I like that I see that Ayu does. And while no other guys got any steals, um, I believe, or excuse me, hold on. Yeah, four steals. Uh, 
I believe a lot of those deals, Rob Fennessy, excuse me, got uh, got two. Duran got one. Uh, Race got one for steals. Um, so Rob, that, that kind of shows it. But what I was trying to get to is that um, the guys digging down caused a lot of those steals to happen. Um, a few of them were, again, on the outside, but I think a lot of those steals came from disruption from the dig down. And uh, not only did that help from disrupting and possibly turning it over, those dig downs caused Oturo to lose his position, have to pick up his dribble, and uh, was the cause for, for making him not have a game like he should have. That's kind of the game plan. When you play Minnesota like this, is they're kind of a three-headed beast with a Carr and Oturo, and I think sometimes it's Willis, other times it's, it's different players, but to limit him to 11 points was great. Uh, great disruption. They obviously use him a lot. He was 5 for 15. Uh, and rebound-wise, 14. He's the best rebounder in uh, the Big Ten. So to limit him to that and, in fact, trace to beat him for 16 was great. Good job on the boards, guys. Uh, great to fight and, and do what we did. There's a few times where they had a few more second chance opportunities on uh, bad bounces um, and those rebounds. But, I mean, offensive rebounds, they had 13, and they had zero second chance points. So what that says is that when we, when they did get the offensive rebounds, our big stayed active. And not only that, but we stayed within our defense. We stayed set. Um, we didn't allow them to scramble after that offensive rebound and find the open man on a breakdown of defense and uh, get the score. So, yeah, just great, exciting play to see from the guys. Um, field goal percentage, 44. Obviously, could have been better. Uh, a lot of that is stained by the beginning of the game uh, and how we did, how well we how we lacked in play, I think, in that little stretch. Uh, Three-pointers. 28%, not the greatest, 4 for 14. Um, what I do take from that is that while well, we were 2 for 9 in the first half, uh, 2 for 5 in the second half, so we weren't just trying to chuck it up. And again, that, that shows the stat that we were getting it into trace. We were getting the ball where it needed to be. And uh, some of those three-pointers came uh, within rhythm of that. Free throws, uh, first half got a little concerning. We weren't, we weren't taking care of that like we should have shot 57%. Uh, second half, we took care of it 80%, um, 72% overall. Uh, took 22, a little bit better, got to the line a little bit more. Obviously, they were starting to get frustrated not being able to uh, finish off Trace and, and deal with him. He had nine shot attempts, a couple missed uh, the attempt should be higher, obviously, because I believe a lot of them were in one-on-one -on -one situations that we missed, at least three, uh, maybe four times. Um, points in the paint, 34. Points off turnover, 16. We forced uh, 12 turnovers out of them, so we they didn't turn over a ton. Uh, they did a good job at least uh, taking care of the ball. Minnesota did. Um, one technical foul. That technical foul. Oh. That one was frustrating. So, Archie upset with the 
call or no call I should say and uh, talks to the ref a little bit ref goes running down is completely on the other side of the court and uh, coach Roberts excited excited pounding motivating the guys pounding on the floor and I think at that time the ref had already turned on his switch and he was like, ooh, I want, I, I'm going to call technical if I hear one more thing from them. And then Coach Roberts pounding on the floor, getting his guys motivated. I believe he was getting the guys motivated. I don't think it was a situation where he was pounding on the floor, complaining. Um, and damn it, the barn too, that floor's right there. Raised floor, that thing needs, that makes me nervous every stinking game. And Oturo came flying off of it obviously they practice how to fall off of it so he didn't hurt himself but I was getting a little nervous going into that that uh, Indiana was going to have a player that's going to get injured because of the floor uh, but anyways I I like to think that he wasn't complaining about it that, that uh, coach Roberts wasn't complaining about that time that he was motivated I looked when we had this hire in the offseason I was trying to see if I could find as many games of him coaching as I could because I wanted to see what kind of coach he was and the thing I took away from it was that he was a fiery coach on the bench I saw him a lot of times he always had a clipboard or a big stack of papers and I always saw him slapping those papers he was slapping the ground and everything like that so that was kind of the type of coach he is and that's why I lean a little bit more towards that was him motivating telling the guys to get back to get set to, to play tough motivating the guys and to call that kind of thing from the other side of the court when you can't hear everything uh, or truly make out the intention of something is just ridiculous he had made up his mind when he got past that half court that if he heard one more noise from the IU bench that he was going to call something and then we go to the end of the game and Patino's there spitting away, hollering at uh, the refs on, on, on their side. And granted, he should have been that call <laughs> against uh, their player on uh, Al was a bad one. But in a way, can't be too frustrated because there were some missed things. But he can then holler for an extended period of time in the refs' face and you're not going to call a T there. You've set the bar as a ref to what a technical foul is going to be. And it's going to be arguing with a call. Archie did a little bit, but the play was still moving. So it's not like the refs were there lingering too long for as Archie was complaining. And then, and then another no little noise you hear and you're going to, and, and you're going to call technical on IU. And then, but on the opposite side, dead ball, foul and an opposing coach arguing in the face of a ref isn't a technical it it's just that's frustrating because that technical foul that was called could have been a dagger for IU we were only up by the five uh four points at that point so they had a chance to tie the game again they had kind of surged back a little bit after we had a lead, and they had a chance there. If they made the two free throws and then inbounded it, they could have made a three and tied the game again. That would have been a big momentum change. And a technical foul should not 
be that. And if it was truly deserved, coaches, the coaching staff needs to own up to that. And I believe they will. And you could see Mike Roberts when they showed a shot of him. He was frustrated with himself, whether he was hollering about the call or whether he was just frustrated that he got emotional at that point and got called on it or just frustrated the ref for calling a, a BS technical. Um, he was aware of that and he will change that. He will make that better. Uh, and I, granted, I guess I don't know how fully you make that better because he's just motivating him in the moment. Uh, but good to see that that didn't cause the game. The guy stayed in it, obviously from there. And, uh, we take we bring out with the win. So uh, moving forward, we have uh, our next game up is Penn State. If you remember in that game, um, we played pretty well. Uh, the the biggest thing coming from that game was that what we missed was scoring and toughness. The guys weren't playing tough and with effort. Coming from this game, I feel a lot better for that. Um, we're going to be at home. Coming off a good play, uh, we also did not have Jerome Hunter and race Thompson in that game. And I think we really needed race in that, in that first Penn state game because of the physicality and how big Penn state is underneath and how skilled they are underneath. And we needed uh, a physical, but mobile type of big man to play uh, with race again, like, like, uh, like they did tonight uh, in that previous Penn state game. So I I look I look for race to be able to continue on. This is a good this is a good game for him to go back to because he could get high usage again, and he can be a difference maker in the sense of who is able to get things going uh, for them. Um, obviously, the other thing that that got going for Penn State a little bit in that game, uh, three point shooting, uh, we we staled it a little bit. Uh, Curtis Jones. Uh, X Hoosier, we got to watch out for it because he can shoot it and everything. Guys got to stay with him. Uh, Lamar Stevens, always a good player. Um, they've got again, they've got big guys that can that can take care of things. So just stay tough. Continue on what we what we had going on, and I think it can be a good one. Um, hopefully, this energizes the fan base. They watched this game, saw this success, and are excited. Everyone comes out. And we're able to give them that extra added energy. Uh, but it was good to see on the road without that fandom that we, we had the energy and effort. Let's continue that, guys. Let's build from here. And uh, things are looking good. Uh, great thing about a good win, good fought, strong win like this, it quiets quiets Twitter. It feels nice. feels good. So, yeah, that'll me for tonight, guy, or for this morning, guys. Um Follow me on Twitter, at Journal Chadwick. Like, subscribe to this. Uh, as soon as I can get things off from this, uh, you can look for the uh, podcast always uh, by at least uh, mid-morning, at least for your maybe your drive home. Uh, check me out on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. I will have the shows up there as well as soon as I can. Um, thanks for joining me, guys. Go out there, have a good day. Be a good Hoosier. Go Hoosiers, guys. Today's a good day.